Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. My name is Jack Noakes. I'm the host here. I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Brian Hines. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. And today, it's Thursday in the feed. We've got uh, an interview. This is our first two-person interview. You will recognize them as the commentary team from Ohio Valley Wrestling, Mr. Brian Kinnison and Mr. Dance and Stevie J. How are you guys today? I like that he said, you'll recognize us. I, I, I don't <laughs> feel that I've ever been recognized. So this is, I'm not, I don't know how to take that. As my um, ex-girlfriend would put it, the, the guy from the show in The Hipster. Ah. The guy, <laughs> <laughs> the gla- I think she says the guy oh. with glasses in The Hipster. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. Uh, but cheers, guys. A toast to you, gentlemen. More glasses. We're appreciative of you having us here. I will say that this is my very first podcast that I've been on since the podcast that Brian and I hosted some years ago. This really? Is the very first one. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, world. it's been a while. It's a pleasure. I don't know how to, where do I put my hands? <laughs> my natural inclination when you told me that earlier, I was like, no, he's not, that's not right. He's missing something. That's a lot. No, but no. I've, I have not. You haven't? Yeah. No, I'm usually quiet, but I had a free afternoon and I figured. When, uh, We're glad you could join us. When did you guys start hosting that podcast? Um, it was, gosh, almost, feels like a decade ago now. It might have been. Uh, so it was right after we, we met at PNC and found out we both had a love for wrestling. It was started probably about a decade PNC ago. PNC is a bank for those that don't know. Oh, I know. I used to be okay, a real estate right, agent. Right, I'm just, well aware. Right. <laughs> 2015 oh, was yeah. when we started. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we did a podcast. and Actually, the music we come out to now every week is our old podcast theme. And our entrance into OVW happened because of the podcast. That's what I wanted to ask about. You guys were working on the podcast for five years or so at that point, I guess, and then you started working for OVW? We actually came into OVW January of 2019. So, so yeah, about four, yeah, four years, four five years, years in. Doesn't um, matter. Uh, but, yeah, we, it was an interview that we, not we, you. <laughs> I wasn't there that week. You had with Al Snow uh, that was we, we were – Docked for 30 minutes, and how long did he go? Two plus? Oh, yeah, we went like two hours. I literally had to text my boss because I was doing this on my lunch break from PNC because I was uh, doing fraud detection at the time. I had to text my boss. I was like, yo, I'm going to have to use another hour of my vacation time because this guy's just going. He's like, who are you talking to? I was like, Al Snow. He's like, the guy from WWE? Yes. Yes. So I'm like texting my boss while <laughs> Al is continuing going, that's not what we do about heels and faces here, what the stories we're telling. <laughs> and so, yeah, and that was, it was a two-hour uh, thing that was supposed to be 30 minutes. Um, and, and afterwards, you guys know what it's like. You, you text yeah. afterwards, thank you for your time. Oh, I really sure. appreciate it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, um, and I'm a big uh, believer in the universe unfolds as it should. You get that push sometimes. I was like, I'm going to text this dude to see if, there, if we can ever help. So I was like, thank you for your time. really appreciate it. You know, is there anything we can ever do to help? Uh, and a little context to this. I had met Al years prior because he had killed me in a shitty horror movie. Okay. Uh, you'll, you'll never find the footage. You'll never see the light of day. What was uh, it called? Uh, Hell House. Okay. Um, some great folks named Ronnie Jonah and Jason Crow put it together. I love them to death, but it just never saw the light of day. Um, Aww. A movie with you and Al Snow didn't see that. I can't know. Well, that would be something. Did the check yeah. clear? <laughs> oh, you didn't get paid for any movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's actually where Al and I had met. So when I met him, I was like, yo, you killed me in a movie once. Not sure if you remember. Uh, and so afterwards, oh, I text him, you know, thanks for your time. Is there anything we can ever do to help? And he, you know, wrote back almost immediately, like, yeah, why don't you come in tomorrow? We'll talk. Uh, so I showed up at Davis Arena again, another three, four hours talk, uh, walking around Davis Arena, and we came to the point that we could help. And I was like, you know, I got uh, my podcast partner. He's kind of my my uh, curly haired counterpart. I really think we can both be a benefit to you. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on Thursday. I guess it was Tuesday at the time. 
It was Tuesday. So I texted him. Or I called Steve and I left. Like, yo, we uh, we work for OVW now. Wow. We volunteered for OVW, but yeah. So we started out seating people for week one. We just wanted to do a job, so we got on seating people and making sure that people were positioned. The audience were positioned where hard cam could get them. Sure. Everybody, mm-hmm. are, is your audience familiar with hard cam? And yeah, yeah, we've video? talked yeah, about right, it a cool. few times. Thank for sure. Cool. So we we put everybody, you know, made sure they were over on hard cam. And, uh, you know, made sure the TV looked as good as possible. Uh, and the, remember that old guy? Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> dude, was that week one or week two? That was week one, dude. Ugh. Dude yeah. yelling at us like we've never been yelled at before. He's like, I've been I've yet to receive heat. Alive. I've yet to receive heat. <laughs> Nearly as strong as that guy gave you week one. Week one. And, and I still see his face in the nightmares. Uh, but, like, yeah, yeah, he yelled at us. And we're like, dude, we're just trying to put you in his bed. Sit wherever you want. We don't know what we're doing, point. sir. Was, yeah, we just got here. We're not even supposed to be here today. Um, nice. So, yeah, I, I think that was when we kind of looked at each other. Honestly, probably a minute later, like, I think there's something else we can yeah, do. We, we can yeah. utilize our services however they are in a much more significant way than this what uh what was the second thing you guys took on responsibility wise at ovw uh social media stuff um so uh, what social, our social media now is very active we have mm-hmm. a lot of stuff a lot of content constantly pumped out when we first got there there was a very big lack of that uh, it didn't exist at all outside of the random random plugging of shows and it was done with like comic uh, was it a comic sans yeah it was <laughs> like legit like it was it looked like it was a rib it's like we're ribbing this can't be you're not real this yeah. isn't no come on this and isn't what we're doing so we kind of just started filming i don't know if you guys remember callie uh she was you know callie like, young a uh, young blonde uh, and then a girl named phenomenal Jaylee. talent I, I liked working with both so we worked for callie and Jaylee. Uh, they were you know at the, a few of the women's side all the time but it's one of those things we were only an hour on television al can't put everything on that hour so we mm-hmm. were like why don't we just film some shit? And, you know, we, we use it for social media. Sure. Uh, and, you know, so we filmed a couple of things. There Steve. were talent that needed to get over and they weren't getting over. So we figured social media is wide open. Yeah. Let's do something. Like and that. it's free. And, and it's so free. And yeah. you could put 10 hours and they would love it. You mm-hmm. know, the more you film, the better it is for the company. And the big sure. uh, positive that came out of that was Steve and I also were able to put ourselves on screen. Yeah. Steve debuted as Jay Lee's bag boy. I was uh, the backstage interviewer, the straight man. Uh, had the running gimmick of, and, and that's the thing is like those two worked with us. It opened up so many possibilities that everyone started coming to us like, hey, what can we do? Hey, what can we do? Like the forty people who didn't have TV time were coming to us to get social media stuff done. So it gave Steve the opportunity to interact more. It gave me the opportunity to do uh, you know interviews and the running joke of, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Kenneth here with an OVW news update, and every single time somebody would interrupt. Mm-hmm. We did, <laughs> Never we, once got the update over in two years. <laughs> Never one time. We did at least a hundred of those things, and every time we had somebody run in and it did business, we told a story or we built a character, yeah. and, and um, that's where we really, I think we earned Al's trust, I think we earned a little bit of respect from the locker room, and we really found where we could fit in more than just seating people who hate us in a business like this it's just showing initiative and if you show initiative it's going to get you far there, there have been people that have come in a uh, couple of names i don't care to mention here but because I'm, I'm not going to put them over i'm a heel you're talking about aj mckay <laughs> no i wouldn't dare aj mckay same thing aj came in he's like what can i do oh if he me? listens to this no i'm not uh-uh, no fuck you I know. AJ. <laughs> aj's one of those guys that came in he's like what can i do and he had a certain idea of what he wanted to do and then that kind of shifted and now he's an invaluable part he's like the floor director he holds everything together there's been times like where we're gonna use him for one thing and it's like if he's not doing this the show falls apart 
He has to be. He has to have. He, he's the uh, Chewbacca of the whole situation. I hate, I, he has to be there. I can't imagine the show running well without him now. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, absolutely. that's the only thing that I will ever say to put that motherfucker over. <laughs> that's it. Uh, can we circle back to the vignettes for a second? Yeah. What yeah. uh, what what was like your guys' favorite one or one that stuck out for you guys, or what was one that that you realized, oh, we're kind of getting traction with this? It was the the the, the storybook gimmick with uh, Jaylee. Oh yeah, we did a uh, Jaylee's poetry corner where we did like some really good shadowing. It was like really dark. We threw some music over. That was good. I think my favorite was, um, so we had this kid named Sam Thompson. <laughs> he was a white meat Ducky. baby face. Yeah, and, he, and Al just kept pushing him as this nice guy, this clean-cut baby. And it just wasn't, like, the, t- the audience turned on him. They would chant duck at him. Like, they hated this kid. So we're like, okay, let's start using him. We, more on social media, started turning him heel more, dirtying him up a little bit to the mm-hmm. point he joined the bad, uh, there was the Sucker Punch Club with uh, Dapper Dan and Valerie Verman, and they mm-hmm. became a great trio, and it was Fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's because this kid got to lean into what these people were naturally reacting to. But my point is, my favorite one is when we threw him through a wall. We threw him through a wall. Damn. And it was such good content that we didn't get heat from Al. We got no heat. <laughs> wow. Because we did, it was a, I, you know who, I passed the heat on to Ashcraft. Because Ashcraft approved it. Because <laughs> Ashcraft approved it. He's like, no, we'll fix it. Because I was like, well, Ashcraft's going to be the one who's responsible for this. So I'm at least going to run it by him. And he was like, no, no, that's fine. We'll fix it. Sure. So right. I was like, oh, well, if Ashcraft said it's cool, then, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's on. not my heat anymore. Poor Josh Ashcraft. We <laughs> I ran it by Ashcraft to see, yeah. Poor Josh. So we film everything that's not, like, in, in the ring on Thursdays, the backstage, we film and direct all that stuff. Uh, so recently, someone was like, I'm going to throw somebody through a wall or into the wall. Hmm. And we're like, well, I don't know if we can do that. And he goes, don't worry. And I'm not going to say who said it because he's told him. He's like, don't worry. Ashcraft will fix it. <laughs> oh, I want to sell him uh, up the fucking river so bad that I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, you can go back to the. Yeah, uh, if you uh, watch the last time that somebody was put through a wall, you'll see the two parties, and and you can put it together from there. Yeah, so <laughs> it wasn't the one who wanted to go through the wall. Nope. I think uh, so. You guys are. You said you start working OVW in like 2019, right? You guys start doing social media stuff pretty soon into working for OVW, and mm-hmm. then of course like the pandemic happens. Mm-hmm. So your guys' job kind of becomes more invaluable than ever. Um. Yeah, we were. OVW for a minute. Ugh, yeah, no, it's strange to think that in canon, like in the the lore of OVW, as long as it's been around for a short period of time, it was you and I. And, I mean, we always had other people on with us, but it yeah. was you and I. It was, yeah, and, it was, we had, and it's weird, and we think about it, we had two shows, because we had OVW TV and OVW Overdrive. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, and Steve and I were obviously predominantly Overdrive. That was our show, so because we were um, long... Long way to get her to it. Uh, Al, one day we were doing dark commentary. We were figuring out how to do commentary. And we go backstage one day, and Al goes, guys, you can't do commentary anymore. And I looked over Steve. was like, what did you say? Because I thought for sure Steve cursed or something happened where we were like, we were yeah. talking. And he goes, no, 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 guys, you don't understand. You're getting your own show. So then it was overdrive. Um, so that was right before the pandemic hit. We got maybe eight episodes in the can before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, shut down. So mm-hmm. then we're doing overdrive. But we're also we had to get the special clearance. You know how you like there was people who got that piece of paper that said that yeah, you were a essential uh, worker. Essential yeah. worker. Mm-hmm. We were essential workers. And, and we got that. Yeah, we got wow. that in OVW TV as well uh, with Gilbert and Man Beast mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. uh, which was a compliment to us because we were two guys fucking around on Overdrive. We were doing our version of the Super Mario Brothers show, which is the inspiration for Overdrive. 
Uh, and then we were invited to be on OVWTV all of a sudden. We were like, that feels like a promotion. And I was yeah. like, it's not. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when we got to, you know, it, it allowed us to kind of banter back and forth and be on the same level with, with Gilbert and, and Man Beast and, and really, you know, put us in a different uh, plateau of things. Um, and then throughout the year, Gilbert had more opportunities in the news uh, program and went on to kind of move up there. Um, and it was literally right before we went back to live shows, right before we went back to actually being able to have wrestling, even in an empty arena. And we asked out, like, yo, um, what, who's, who's going to do everything now? Like, who do you want to have at the desk? Who's moving in? Sure. Well, I guess the two guys. And then just walked away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to ever put us over. Well, I've not, accepted that. No, that's I'm never going to be put over. That's by. not true. He did in public. Well, he did it the one time. The one time. The one time, and I feel like that's it. That yeah. was our one. Yeah, no, it was meaningful. We can't we, we can't give away that story because it's a very that moment was this oh. moment. Well, it's here, sure. I'm, I'm screwing sure. it up with my audio, so and all this needs fine. to be <laughs> taken care of anyway. So there we go. That whole story. I killed it. Yeah. Killed it. Nadi, um, <laughs> so you guys started, as, you know, seating people as you'd say, ushering in. So I have a feeling that when you guys started, there were a lot of people, you were spending a lot of time moving people onto the hard camera, like you said. Mm. Yep. Now, um, a lot different story in OVW. <laughs> it's, it's hard to... Uh, we still got a guy who does that, but he like does that, and he owns the shit out of it. Yes, uh, he does. Yeah. Well, I just, Big I just fans mean of in, him. in terms of, um, there was a time where, I know when I used to go to OVW around that time period, 2018 or so, 2017, 2018, Never had to buy tickets in advance. Mm-hmm. Walked in, could walk in right at bell time, get put right on the banister, right in front of yeah. the you know, hard camera or on hard camera side. Sure. I guess all I'm saying is it's not that way at OVW Arena anymore. And you guys have seen it from, from a that personal experience. From yeah. that to this, the, the, I will, the growth of the company over the last five years. So, okay, I, I liken it to when you live with somebody and... Uh, this is going to sound mean. You live with somebody and they gain weight. You don't realize it. Fucking talking about me. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you live with somebody and you see them every day. You don't notice the natural progression. It's just the next week. That's mm-hmm. how it went. But if you were to have come in in 2018 and then come in again in 2023, you notice how fat we are. Yeah. It's right. like, holy shit, you're huge. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's You don't. I don't notice it because it was, it's been 52 weeks a year yeah. for five years. So it just seems like a natural progression. But it's like looking back on it from a 100-yard you know, view, it's astronomical the difference these five years have been. Is that – what's that been like <laughs> to, to be hosting a podcast, then get on the show – then start helping with the show, then get on the show, then be the commentary team, then get on Netflix, then... How often do we say that, uh, how, well, how the, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, once a month. I'd say once a month. It's still like, Only once a month? Fuck. Well, I figured it externally, be more often than that. Externally, okay. internally, every week there's something. Like, what the fuck am I doing? What? Because, I mean, I've been a fan since 87. So 35 years of my 41 years on this planet, I've been... A fan of professional wrestling and to be a part of it is fucking i mean how how do you put you can't put it into words uh, other than like it's a it's a dream come true i get to do my dream weekly 
There's like, what more can you ask for? There's like two things uh, like fandoms. Like I think one of them's wrestling. I think the other one's rock and roll. Where you can't be a fan of it without also wanting to do it or be right. a, like a part of it. Right. So like I just like I couldn't imagine. You know, we we host a podcast. Like I've been on the radio. You know, I couldn't imagine um, just like a happen. You know circumstantial meeting, you know, and now I'm on TV, you know, right. like, it's, it's strange. It's weird because, so, when the doc, when the cameras were there, honestly, and I think Steve was probably the most of anybody, sometimes it was more frustrating than anything, because it's like, we got a job to do. There's we a reason still I'm have not, a product we have to put out. There's a reason <laughs> I'm not on camera as much as uh, a lot of people, and it's not because of anything that I did wrong, but because I would look into the camera and like roll my eyes all the time because they were in the fucking way. Well, we got eight pre-tapes to get done in 30 time. minutes to do it. We Jim Halpert style, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just just doing my little. <laughs> when um when it becomes work, do you have you guys lost any passion for it? Well, that's actually kind of like it's. It's changed it's, completely. Mm-hmm. I'm at yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, so I guess mine feels like we go in a cubicle when we get to the desk because I remember the the time it hit me after the doc. The first time it hit me was uh, wasn't the Thursday after the documentary because it still hadn't fully landed then. Because it was it came out on a Wednesday. Yeah. It was literally mm-hmm. the next day. Oh so yeah, we woke up at five a.m. to start watching. So did yep. we? Yeah, yep. did we? The next week, not together. We don't. We uh, Steve and I were <laughs> backstage, and like you could tell the arena was so you can just hear it. And it's like a loud, excited, sold out. People are talking. There's murmur. Like it's, yeah, it's big. And then, you know, Eric goes out and he's like, you know, your commentary team. And then you're, and it's our music. And the crowd just erupted. And like they were erupting. Was that the week that I, uh, you went second? No, that was the week. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Week, yeah. And the crowd just lost their minds because they knew we were about to come out. You know, and Steve went out. And, and Steve, to his credit, he's like, you're going to get a bigger pop today. Go out second. And so he went out, he got a pop, and I came out, and it was the yeah. most surreal thing I've ever experienced. Even going out in front of 2,000 people at Blizzard Brawl, this was the most surreal experience because it was a cheer for you. But then when we sat down at the desk, we're, it's work time. Yeah. We, head, headphones are All that went away. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, it, and it's, uh, it's, it's a, a show to sell. Yeah. yeah it, the, the switch gets flipped, uh-huh. and you're in work mode, and game face is on, and that's how it goes. Exactly. My it switch flips at... We get to the arena at what? Between three thirty and four. I mine when I hit the parking lot because I my character has to be a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's got to be the level head. I've got to be so I got to yeah. get real warmed up because I can obviously I can be a bit much, but to get to that level of a bit much, there's hours of preparation and shit yeah, talking. It, it Lots takes of shit time. talking. It takes time. You got to work into of that. Shit talking to get to yeah, where yeah. I can need to be on comedy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You get it. Yeah, I understand. So you got you mentioned the Netflix thing. I know you guys have been asked about it a ton. I know you guys have talked about it a ton. We've talked about it a ton. Um, I do want to ask, though, because you were such a central emotional part of that, Brian. Mm-hmm. When you go back and rewatch that and you kind of see your life and some very, like, intimate and, like, tough moments for you, um, when you go back and watch that, What's your reaction to that? Like, how does that make you feel to see it on screen and know that it's international? Um, well, first, don't tell me how it is. I haven't seen the last episode, so I don't know if I have a job or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil it. I, ho- I hope you still have a job. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird watching it back because it, it's really weird to watch it back and, and then be like, I, I lived that. Um, but at the same time, we had a year, and you're right, it was a very, my story was a little partly more emotional 
than than some of the other people who got to look like superheroes. <laughs> so watching it back wasn't a. Um, I didn't get that. Oh, this is super cool kind mm-hmm. of moment. Did you get PTSD? No, I didn't get PTSD either. I think I felt kind of numb to it because it was such a shit summer. Um, it was such a hard time, and my wife and I both had to go through it, and we talked about it after it happened so much, and you know, worked through it together. That by the time we rewatched it, it felt like a whole different lifetime because we had done so much healing between then. And I think Steve can tell you, I'm not the same person I was when that summer started. No, I, no. Um, and then, so it is weird watching it back because it's like I would not have had the same reactions. I probably wouldn't have stayed after that first meeting at this point. Yeah. Um, it was a very different time. So, yeah, it's not, there's never any moment of, oh, this is all over the world. This sure. is very cool. There wasn't even a moment of, oh, that people just saw such an intimate look in my life. And it's like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, there <laughs> were a couple of times uh, when I watched through that I got a little bit on the emotional side. The biggest one being uh, Luke proposing to Layla in the ring. It's like, oh, you crazy kids. I believe in you. I Something love you about guys. a good proposal, man. There's yeah. a, a wedding angle in wrestling has legs. Yeah. Oh, it, Jesus. And it knows the water how works to going. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So does yeah, Luke yeah, Curtis, yeah. I will say. Games for days. Now, uh, but one of, <laughs> one of the other times was I, I really felt for you in, in the difficult parts of that. And uh, as, as a divorced dad... I, I've had phone calls like that, so I, I really felt for you, and I'm glad everything worked out. Yeah, when, when we did our recap podcast, I'm the only one who doesn't have a, a child, and sitting with Vic, uh, who did that podcast with us, and, and Tiny Brian here, and, and you, Brian, uh, you could tell that that part, those scenes with you really fucking killed these guys. Um, yeah, that really resonated. And I with really all appreciate you sharing with that, uh, sharing it with us. I know that that was like kind of tough. It was very obviously you responding to it. I saw it was kind of tough for you to talk about, but I wanted to ask because you really, you really were such an emotional centerpiece of that that series. Um, that I, I, I just wanted to give you credit for that. Well, thank you. I mean, and some good things. I mean, obviously one of the great things coming out of that is my kid saw it. My kid saw yeah. that mm-hmm. scene, and he looked at me. He's like, "Oh, I didn't know they put you through that." And while it sucked, at the same time, he kind of saw that it wasn't always just me running run off and hang out with Steve and talk about wrestling. He saw the reality of it. Um, so that, that was a huge benefit. And I will say, as crappy as it was, it's a huge testament to the documentary crew. Um, because right. there are so many other hardcore things they could have seen, so many, other, they, so many things they could have shown mm-hmm. that were me at probably my absolute lowest. And Greg and... They, they're, there's, there's certain shit that they could have showed. Yeah. That would have well, it would have changed the narrative to such an extreme degree, you know. I mean, well, not to say that I mean they didn't fucking waterboard you. No, they were. But, yeah, they, they, it would have definitely shifted things a little bit. And but they were Jesus. Also, Greg and them were really great. Of like Brian, look, he's like he even told me he's like, look, I know you're having a rough moment right now. Just I'm not going to use anything to say the things you need to say, so we can get to ask you some questions that will be a little easier. Mm. There were a lot of salacious things, really juicy things they could have used, but they were very heartfelt and they really cared um we weren't just subjects to them and that made all the difference see that's yeah. what season two is about that's where <laughs> the juice comes in that's where we're like all right now talk your shit we got past the the emotional part and now let's get fucking juicy they Where's did the they did that they did a really good job of Restraint. framing that in a respectful and caring manner and i appreciate that about the series as well when you guys hear that a, a netflix series or documentary series is coming you guys are working in the wrestling industry are were you guys scared of them coming to just, like, take the piss out of you guys? Because I know, like, wrestling is so insular. I was never—scared is not the right word. 
but hesitant that anything mm -hmm. will come to fruition unless I don't I, the check can literally be in the mail I don't care about that I want the check to clear and I want the cash to sit in my account for like a month then I'll believe it at no point before then will I believe it regardless that's the way professional wrestling and probably all of entertainment actually right works yeah. that's just how it is you 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 people are going to talk a big game and everybody does it throughout at all points so to talk the big game but then to actually follow through i have hesitation a lot of people were uh uh positively influenced by it and rightfully so as they should be because mm -hmm. not if everybody were a cynical cunt like myself then the, nothing would get done we need people who care that this is happening and act accordingly but with that being said i personally i was like oh no fuck this isn't happening Wait. like uh, until the very end until the day the show aired i didn't believe it was going to air were you guys ever afraid of how you or the company were going to be portrayed well, I personally, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The company, no. The company, no. I, I felt like they did a good job. Mm -hmm. But that's because we did a good job. We didn't give them much ammo to really fuck us. Right. Maybe the talent in particular. But overall, as a company, I felt like we presented ourselves in such a way that they're not going to be able to fuck OVW. So we had mentioned, um, you, you had mentioned something that you was kind of a bummer that didn't make the cut, unfortunately didn't make the cut. What's something that was... A little bit more positive that you guys wished you had saw when you guys watched it back. Something like funny or like. Uh, I, my mind's easy. It's I beat Shannon the dude for the radio heavyweight championship in Bullet County, my hometown. His uh, hometown too, right? His hometown. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Hometown throwdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cash flow has some ties out there. Yeah, so I that was my cool moment. Is I got to do this thing. Shannon had an open challenge, and I came out and uh, I, I challenged him. That he knocked out the referee. But then I turned around and hit him with the stunner. Then another referee came out because the bell had already rang, and then one, two, three, I won. Uh, I got to do the whole the music hit. I got to go up on the on the corner and lift the championship and everything. Felt amazing. The doc crew filmed the whole thing, so I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be amazing." But he obviously technicality he got it back. Yeah. But it was one of the coolest moments, and then I thought for sure I was gonna make it because I got out of the ring. I'm you know I'm like, "Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you." And then the director, quick as a hiccup, comes over and goes, "Hug your wife." And then just disappears. <laughs> So like, okay, honey, I'm supposed to hug you right now. And then I see the camera come right up on us again. It's like, okay, cool. This is going to make, of course, the one, one part where I look uh, physically active. It was, it would have been a good like button on your story. You know right. What I mean? Like, yeah. oh, look, not only did he get to keep his job, but he won a belt on the way out. Look at this guy. You can at least yeah. put the shot in the end credits or right. something. You know, something. like, yeah. you know. Yeah, that would be his bumper at the end. There is beautiful footage out there of me somewhere going over, but I know I also, I pissed off the mic guy because I had a lob in my back pocket. <laughs> that might have been the bit because you, yeah, yeah you, you screwed yourself. You so, <laughs> screwed yourself. And it was the stunner. Uh, well, we discussed it beforehand. It was like, he's taking the stunner. He's falling on his ass. We can't have this lob in his back pocket. They're like, no, it'll be fine. And I bet, I bet. <laughs> that's probably why. That's it. Because it's in that. the middle of my big moment here. And then the whole microphone. <laughs> Sometimes so, you should listen to the wrestling people about wrestling stuff. It's kind of yeah, crazy, uh, right? Well, yeah. No, but here we are. Uh, mine is not something that was positive. It was something that was <laughs> negative. Okay. I'm happy that I get to tell this now. So, day one. I have a feeling Malachi's going to have to cover his ears on this one. It's... No, 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 it's nothing bad. It's just one errant comment. Yeah. And to be fair, you are ready. We were tricked into this meeting. Okay, yes. Okay, so, yeah, right. Let's go back 48 hours. I have been going <laughs> with my friends from high school to the Indianapolis 500 for the last decade. 
every year I go and I spend three days and I just hit my mic. So edit that. Um, every year I've been doing this for a decade. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I go, I come, I go on Friday. I come back Sunday night and I'm in terrible shape. I can't operate. Monday is Memorial Day. I'm laying around the house recuperating from this, this three-day bender that essentially I've been on at the Indianapolis 500. And I get a call from Al Snow. A call, which is like, oh, Jesus. Usually it's a text. Yeah. He's, we're text people. He calls, and he's like, hey, I just wanted to uh, invite you and your wife over for a barbecue that we're having at my house for Memorial Day. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And Al has thrown last-second parties, and he'll just call in. And it's not out of the question. Yeah. We've actually okay. gone to his house a couple times on something where it's like, yeah, all right, cool. Let's, I'll go. Um, I, I asked my wife. She's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not trying to get over with anybody. I'm not going to this. So I go with Brian. He calls Brian. He calls Ash. Ash is Brian's wife. They refused to make out with me on the documentary. Yeah, how dare she? Um, <laughs> how rude. There, she goes because she, I, I don't know why she chose to go, but she, she went. So it was the three of us. I was the third wheel in this. And we're thinking, Rand, I, I had no semblance at all. Did you? I had no clue whatsoever that they were going to be there. And I did not put two and two together. Now until we pull around the corner, I saw the big white van. I was like, well, that's weird. That looks out of place in this really nice neighborhood. Why are there multiple <laughs> production <laughs> shit? Yeah. So we walk up to the This front, is a Netflix thing. And we walk up to the front door and open, uh, Chelsea, one of the sweetest producers, opens the door. She's like, hi, guys. We're like, well, here we are now. Yeah. Yep. There and are. there it is. And uh, How long had you been shooting at that point? How long oh, had Netflix maybe been shooting? Three or four days. Okay, so really pretty crazy. early into the Netflix. Very, thing. very yeah. early. Like we hadn't signed our NDAs yet. Okay, like it was brand new. Yeah, we signed them that night. Actually. Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's why you were there. <laughs> That's why we were there to get our NDAs out of the way. Uh, we walk up to the door, and the three of us come in, and immediately we, she guides us back out. She's like, "All right, so I'm going to need y'all to come in in a certain way," because we just came in, and I was probably my usual, "Hey, go fuck yourself." I'm at Al's house. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And you guys come in and be nice after. We had to do a whole walk up, yeah. It's a honey they and vinegar. Did never use. It's a Hugh Honey and Vic Vinegar thing we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, we got guided out and guided back in. And after that, it's like, this is, this is how it's going to be for the next, what, six, seven weeks, however long it was? Three months, I don't know. Jesus Christ. Ten years. Five minutes. Who knows? Yeah, get to the terrible thing you said. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Yes. So at that uh, barbecue, thank you. You got me. It's the, the whiskey, this delicious whiskey that you guys, bourbon, that you guys gave us to start. It's, anyways. I don't know if you're ever allowed to give Al uh, shit for talking too much ever again. <laughs> oh, man, this is a, it's a, it's a hell of a haul for such a short drink, brother. It's a hell of a walk. Um, okay, so we're at this barbecue. Unbeknownst to us, Netflix is there. Unbeknownst to me, Cal Hero is loved. He's got his mic on. And I'm, you know, I'm not cognizant of the cameras. I'm not familiar with this process. I don't know when to not talk. And we're drinking. And we're drinking. Uh, which is, you know, I, is I'm sure it was, factor, yes, yes, we were yeah. it, very much so. Very so, um, Al lives in a very old house out in Eastern Kentucky or not Eastern Louisville in Kentucky. Um, the house sits on acreage and I'm assuming that the house is probably over a hundred years old, which makes me think that it was a plantation house. Okay. So <laughs> with that being said, there was a hole that was, Bury a big hole in his backyard. 
that didn't. That his wife had recently fallen into. Yes. There's like a concrete pit. Right. They oh, were gosh. working on, a, they were doing, yeah, a, what is it, a, the mulch and all that. They were working on their own mulch and compost and all this. And we were going and just taking a tour around his house. And there was this giant pit here. And I wasn't thinking. And I had had a couple drinks. And Cal Hero was next to me. And I just kind of leaned over and whispered. I was like, you know, that's where they buried the slaves, right? And he looks at me with his eyes got bigger than I've ever seen a human being's eyes get. Like when the like the eyes pop out of a human being's skull kind of thing. It was like, like yeah, that. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and right, like uh, Doctor whatever. Um, that happened, and he kind of gave it the like the chop across the throat. And from that moment on, so day one until the day the show aired, I was afraid that I was going to be canceled. I was like, that's it. <laughs> this is the end of my entire career ever is I day one had some errant flippant comment that I thought and it just it went so south so quick I'm really cool that also on that footage is me admonishing you immediately after <laughs> immediately separated myself from the moment well, <laughs> as soon as he did it like I pulled Brian aside and was like I know that like everybody's mic'd right now but you have to understand like I just said something that's probably going to I'm going to die this is it this is it this is the end of me and for a year plus is how long it took before the show aired? You brought it up multiple times. Oh, my God. I'm bringing it up now, and it's over, and it never happened. I shouldn't be putting this bit over, yeah. and I am. Shame <laughs> yeah, on me, you, right? Yeah, we didn't have to tell it's this story. It's dead and buried forever. <laughs> it's dead and buried forever. But, no, I felt like it was so bad that I had to let the world know. It's, it's, I, I meant nothing <laughs> negative by it. Yeah, that's not your – you were – It was an errant comment. Yeah. And it's probably true. But <laughs> – <laughs> Oh That's not God. the point. It's not the point. The point of whether it's true or not is is not. It just shouldn't have been said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that. That's the, con- the end of that. The context so. I think we settled on is probably where the septic tank used to be, like the underground. Yeah. yeah. So sure. It makes a lot more yeah, sense. That's... Next Thursday at OVW, two-man commentary booth. Um, dancing Stevie J. Yeah, no, it's fine. I can survive this. I've survived worse. <laughs> Dances off into the sunset. There was okay. The the only time that I've ever gotten heat, besides the fact that I'm going to get heat from this, is there was a um, episode of OVW Television, and it was near the holidays. And Reverend Ronnie Roberts pulled a cookie out of his uh, drawers. Drawers. Oh yep. I and this. and fed it to. A, another wrestler, and I, I said, rather innocuously, I felt like the line, I knocked it out of the park. I said, it's going to take more than the blood of Christ to wash that out of his mouth. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Forgetting that WBNA, one of our primary television affiliates, is outside of OVW Wrestling, a Christian-run broadcasting network. That's right, as we Christian. saw in the series. Actually, yeah. So, with the next day, it was, uh, the, well, no, the following week, because, oddly enough, once a year, we do go to WBNA to film, and it was that very next week we had to go to WBNA to film something, and lo and behold, I had to have a meeting with the owner of <laughs> WBNA. <laughs> Al, Al smartened me up. He was like, it's happening. There's, he's going to want to talk to you when you get in there. Just know that. It's like, but why? And then he told me, he's like, oh, okay. Wait, was I, I there for that too? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, so right, you weren't in the room while I had the meeting with, because uh, it was me, him, and Al. Yeah. But... But long story short, the power of Christ compelled you to straighten the hell up. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Or on not. That, it didn't. On that same note. For a couple you, weeks. But what, then. My favorite moment of you on commentary still involves WBNA. 
Because they're very strict on you can't talk about the devil. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> okay, this and is so the last one. You can get back. We're sorry. We're taking it way off the rails. No, this is what we uh, are here no, for. No, this is perfect. Oh, jeez. We had a, uh, it was a Halloween time. You know, we, we, and if you notice, we really like to do up Halloween. You sure do. Yeah. So with, we were teamed up with Devil's Attic, and they had a guy come in full devil's costume. Uh, and it's a beautiful costume. looks fantastic. But Al's very clear. He's like, guys, don't call him the devil. He's not the Beelzebub, he's not Satan, he's not the fucking devil. You just, oh, what a demon, right? Got it, yeah. And Steve yeah, sure. was indignant and rude. Al, we know what we're doing. We don't need you to tell us. We're finally on the... And I've never seen him push back this hard. I was like, okay, this is all right, Steve's yeah. got it. Yeah. So we open up. Folks, welcome to OVW, the guys at the top of the ramp. Folks, welcome to OVW. Is that Satan? Oh. Could not have said it any sooner. If he didn't just said Satan is the first word out of his mouth. I literally crawled under the table. Al could not see me, but I was like, oh my God, I did it. And you could almost feel Al go, are you fucking kidding me? There was like a hiss. There was, his, his, his brain was sizzling to such a degree that there was just a hiss coming into our ears. What's Al like uh, on, on when you're getting produced by him? Depends on the day. Uh, some days he's reserved. Some days he's, you know, he's handling stuff backstage. Some mm-hmm. days... He might as well be doing out there commentary with us. Uh, and then sometimes he just likes to make fun of us and likes to um, make fun of our moms. It's uh, In any form of entertainment, you're going to have to deal with human beings, and you're going to have to deal with human beings over a certain period of time. And every week, every day, they're going to be different. Yeah. Some yep. days he's great. Some days he's not. Some days you feel like a nut. Some sometimes days you don't. don't. Well, and, and sometimes he does. Ca- I mean, sometimes he does come in with like, he'll be like, hey, guys, remember him? You know, make sure you mention how important this moment is. And we had to like, as we just said two seconds ago, this is a very important moment. <laughs> that cadence right there is one of those, like, I got uncomfortable when you use that cadence because I know that it's going to come with, he says that, and then Al's in our ear. Well, God damn it, I know you just said it. I just wanted you to say it again. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. it's like, oh, God, here it comes. Uh, here it comes. This I'm like, look at him trying to beat Tony Gunn off the top rope. Really trying to beat Tony Gunn off there. And he's like, stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Say it differently. And I'm like, oh, yep, you're right. I see it now. I see it now. In the documentary, there's like the scene of him producing you. And it makes it the way they cut it. It makes him look like he's giving you all of your zingers. It like because it, it's like it's like say it's like say this you say it say this you say it like I was I was like that's a little unfair to you guys. <laughs> it's um he does give us lines. He yeah, will absolutely. Feed us yeah, shit yeah, that sure. he needs to say, but you guys aren't not no. clever or 80, funny or anything. Eighty-five though. to ninety percent of what we say is our own. Yeah. So that's I got a I question: Who threw in the uh, breeders reference a couple weeks ago? Somebody said something about the last splash. Yep, last yeah. splash. Yep, that was me. Uh, and we were on a kick. If you watch that whole match, uh-huh. and it was one that led to another that led to another. And I think I might have, it was an inadvertent reference that I had made earlier in regards to another band, and I corrected myself with the Breeders reference directly afterwards. Was but it was that. mixed with a Miley Cyrus came in like a wrecking came ball. Came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a thing. I, I picked up on that right away. Right, it started okay. off our, our next podcast with On the Last Splash, Brian Hines. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. There was an, another night we did. I think we kept trying to throw in Bruce Willis movie titles. Yep. And like we were just subtly trying to find. It was. Right Hell yeah. Radar, and it was just another level to look into. So this yeah, we and, and we do throw it. Easter eggs into entire yes. episodes you, on yes, commentary. There are the, the the easiest ones are the Smash Mouth references. Hey uh, now. We did do a whole Smash Mouth. You're an all star. Yeah. 
Well, it's just the hangout. You can throw that in three or four times throughout yeah. the day. Nobody even notices it. All yeah. of a sudden, you've got a thing. But between that and the song titles and See, using the term smash, usually uh, the trigger is you when somebody uses the term smash yeah. mouth, like, oh, this is a smash So there's mouth. a whole other thing going on inside yeah. the thing that I'm st- – I've been watching, and yep. I've picked up on that. He and got I, so I much elevation, he might have been walking on the sun. Right, exactly. You get it. He's out there getting his game on. He's going to get paid. That keeps it interesting for us. Um, yes, we do it a does. lot of office references on there, too. Why well, use a lot of moving if you move, do trick. Yeah. So, yeah, we throw in those little pepper things. I never there. discuss with my wife my world in professional wrestling because ultimately she doesn't care that much so I don't I don't go that much into it but when I get a good reference in when I get something from the office or a show yeah. that her and I watch um, I make sure that I, that's the one thing and she knows all my so. references rightly so as you but, should yeah it's like oh baby this was a smash mouth night <laughs> <laughs> kind of a general question, but you guys have a dis- different grasp on it, I think, than um, the wrestlers that we've interviewed. Uh, what's next for OVW? Space. Uh, um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Inner space. The yeah. final frontier. Yeah, it, it, uh, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we, obviously we can't sure. really sure. talk about, but there are a ton of opportunities right now. Um, there's a lot of interest um, from a lot of different entities um, that could really elevate OVW to the next level. Um, and it's a really, really exciting time, and we just dropped six figures in our arena alone. You've seen it. It's got yeah. the face it. looks beautiful. And now. it shows. We put it over... I mean, it's impossible not to put over on our... Yeah, like, yeah we've talked much. about it for like the last three or four it's, weeks, and even Maximo Suave was in here and, and talked yeah. about it yeah. uh, a week, couple weeks ago. He gave ago. us it a little a, bit of a... Um, in behind-the-scenes look, told us about what you guys got going on backstage and upstairs and in the offices and stuff. Oh, Sounds like you guys got a lot going on. Oh, yeah. It, 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 there's a lot of movement right now, but it's, you know, uh, a lot of positive movement. Um, and this just yeah, – so what's next, really, it's hard to say. Um, I'd be lying if I didn't say, like, all of us in Davis Arena are keeping our fingers crossed for Emmy season. Because, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, we want – a season two of wrestlers, we want more exposure, we want more eyes on the product, we want to put OVW on Netflix, but in order to do that thing, you know, we need a little bit more of a push. You uh, you threw out a crazy stat off mic about the increase in viewership since the de- documentary uh, <laughs> release. Do you mind to throw out that number? Sure. Uh, our social media platforms reach, in just Facebook alone, reach around 2 million people a month right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, let's just say, it's crazy to look at the analytics, and it's like, you're up 20,000% from where you were two months ago. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in you know, our viewership just on you know, YouTube and Facebook and even just WB&A alone, we're looking at 75,000 people a, a month. And that's not including looking at Fight or uh, YTA or Sound or all these you know right. national networks we're on, uh, yeah. getting us up northeast uh, to the west coast and down in Florida and stuff. So our numbers have just jumped exponentially. And I think one thing that... A lot of people probably don't uh, factor in is, you know, you, you can see the documentary and you might not be like, oh, I don't know who RBW is or I don't know how to find it. You might just accidentally slip across this one day because you saw the documentary and be like, well, hold on, that's cash flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, you might say, and then you then you know how to watch RBW or at least you have a peripheral idea of what it is. Yeah. And not only that, but uh, the diversity of the um, in-house audience at Davis Arena has grown quite a bit For because sure. it started off with... Who's here from someplace other than Kentucky right. or Indiana and Kentucky? And Ohio was like your only, you know, 
shot on the bingo card. Sure. But in the last couple months, uh, Vegas, I remember. Uh, I want to say Arizona. Oh, yeah, I remember Also Arizona. as well. And freaking China, for crying out loud. Right. There was a time when somebody said they traveled all the way from China. So We're going I mean, to – so we are fortunate in that we are – like we discussed earlier, Kentucky is based in the center of the U.S. So from a traveling standpoint, it's not hard to get to. No, it is not. Beyond that, we have two very, very big uh, tourism ventures in the bourbon community mm-hmm. and in Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. Yes. So people well. will come from all over the world because these are like world-renowned uh, ventures. And they're also iconically Kentucky. Right. Right. Correct. To, like to a to a fault. Yes. Literally, no other place. Yeah. Has this that that kind. If you of. want bourbon and horses, this is where right. it's at. So when you come into town for that, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to make sure that you come to OVW. If not based on what we have now, based on our over thirty year history and everything that's involved. Right. Ah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know anytime I go to a different city, first thing I do is wrestling event Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. Just try what to find have? something in a in a armory or sure, you know just sure. you know go see what's going on and then you guys i would love to one day show up in a town randomly and walk into something as nice as the davis arena <laughs> but most of the time i end up at like a 4-h cow showing yeah. place you know so um on the way out here guys can you plug your social medias sure you go ahead steve um i'm at I don't do social media. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Brandon, you're, you push your. I appreciate you putting large. me on here. Yeah, no, I come see me in person. Me in <laughs> Write person. me a letter, brother. I'll, I'll send you a PO box. Very analog. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm too old for this shit. I'm Danny Glover, brother. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm off the old media, so please, I'm not gonna give you my address. Don't send me letters. Uh, but you can follow me on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, Instagram and Facebook. It's all at Brian Kenison. B R Y A N K E N I S O N. Uh, the why is important. I have an optional amount of vowels in my name, and that's important to me because one day I might feel like a two-vowel guy. I, I understand. You know, as uh, an I, Brian, I, I hear you from the other <laughs> end of the spectrum. You guys yeah. have your prejudices, and we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you do want some Brian Kennison merch, you can also go to prowrestlingdees.com slash get. Wait for it. It's also Brian Kennison. Just Brian Kennison. <laughs> but, this one, but this one is with a Y. They're all Why? With a y. They are because all we like you. Ah, I got confused. I, I see. It's, a, it's, it's not with an I. It's not with an I. So I've worked myself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> I think it's with an eye. Hell it's yeah. with an eye. It's not with a. <laughs> one of the it's best. In my comment- phone is an eye. One of the best commentary teams uh, anywhere in America. Brian, oh, hey, thank, thank you guys so much thank for coming you. by. Today. Thank you so much, fellas. Thank you. Thank you.